Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 53. This episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at Five-Year Mission. By now you figured out that this is the Five-Year Mission podcast. care about that stuff, man. Welcome to Five Year Mission, the podcast. Welcome to Five Year Mission, the podcast, the only podcast hosted by a band called Five Year Mission. My name is Andy Fark. I'm one of your hosts. Uh, over Zoom tonight, we got the ever uh, zoomy and uh, <laughs> long, luxurious hair, uh, Noah Butler. Hey, everybody. Uh, we've got seated to my right over here, uh, looking, looking at comics in between episode recordings, uh, Chris Spurgeon. Hey, everybody. And the proprietor of Hero House, 1112 Prospect Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, heart of beautiful Fountain Square, Mr. Mike Rittenhouse. <laughs> Wearing a Hero House shirt at that. <laughs> He's allergic. He's allergic to talking. He's a, he's a, being allergic to plugs for his own store. <laughs> hey everybody, how you doing tonight? I'm Mike Rittenhouse. And I'm allergic to free advertising. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's free. You get what you pay for. You, you bought me a drink earlier. So what are we doing tonight? We're going to talk about the episode and the song. <laughs> Operation Annihilate, continuing our uh, aforementioned What Are Little Songs Made Of series. That we brought over from the tricorder transmissions. You know, well, stole it practically, but it's our stuff, so why not? You know what this one should start with, don't you? One, two, three, four. Operation Annihilate! <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it should sound. Even That's better exactly over how... Zoom. I like that you're the, the only the one that didn't do that, Mike. <laughs> we even did it before we recorded. Yeah, we did it earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, before you got here. So this episode, oh man, I forgot. How uh, how skippable this episode is for me, uh, yeah. considering we, we in this episode we get to meet Kirk's brother but never see his face. They roll him over. Did they? They roll him over, mm-hmm. and it's and it's William Shatner with a mustache. Maybe I looked over. Maybe I looked away at that point. <laughs> That's right. Which is which yeah, is I, which I guess is how they got the Sam Kirk character on Strange New Worlds. It with a mustache, with the mustache which, yeah. which I am so disappointed that they didn't use the same actor when to they play had the other Kirk. <laughs> I, 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 I was on the edge of my seat waiting, like, are they gonna have the same guy? This will be awesome, but no, it wasn't. That would have been perfect because, because it's not like it's not like he ever mentioned that he and his brother were twins. No, I don't think they were supposed to be. So, which is even funnier. Which oh, you wanted to be uh, if, if you watch Star Trek 2009, they're not twins. No, you wanted to be Anson Mount. No, his no, brother. Kirk. No, and like Paul Sam, Sam oh, Kirk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah, that, I know. Yeah, I was confused. I understand now. <laughs> you said Strange New Worlds. So besides, uh, besides Kirk's dead brother with a mustache, the next best part of this episode is like the flying. Is it? Are they like jellyfish? Are they like? Is it like fake vomit? Yes, this is the episode that features around? the flying scrambled eggs. <laughs> scrambled eggs. I thought I thought it looked like like blood filled globs of Vaseline. Well, it's like mm. vomit. It's like flying vomit. It's like the Fly, fake yeah. vomit that you can the buy at like, yeah. joke stores. Yeah. Yeah. Fly, yeah. Flying right. fake vomit. 
that somehow squeal and have a weird little movement look, to them. Look like a, look like, like a stingray. They look like little plastic bags. Yeah, like a stingray, yeah. With, like, streamers on them. <laughs> it was and so bad. It, yeah, they were silly. Uh, I, I love the the when 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 the one attaches to Spock's back mm-hmm. and the, the the face that he makes, he's like, <laughs> that was good, pretty that good, was pretty good. good 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 visual for the podcast. Yeah, Mike. well, my back hurts, so it helps. So, so basically, so basically, you've been, you've been making that face all week with you with your sore back, the face that Spock makes in this just episode. Just today, just today, just yeah. today. Okay. No, I mean, I mean, since a couple weeks ago when I hurt. Yeah, my back. it's a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's yeah. right. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. job. Can't good believe it still hurts. I know. Yeah, right? I know, man. This Chris is Chris is still in the chair. Yeah, this is ongoing, guys. You I may really never need to get, get some up. help. I may be here forever. Maybe you need a bacchiotomy. A bacchiotomy. <laughs> so yes, there's uh there's the 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 flying fake vomit that attaches to people that have been taking over the planet where Kirk's brother is now resi- currently residing with his wife and son. And uh the, the I love that the episode opens with just a ship flying straight at straight at the sun, someone just going crazy inside, like over over comms, uh, and uh, they're like, "Finally, I'm free!" And then crash into the sun, and everyone's just like, "What the f- was that?" It's an interesting concept that you know the the only way they can kill the parasite is like extreme extreme light. Yeah, light. Yeah, well, UV rays, I guess technically, because yeah, we'll get we'll we'll get we'll get to that in the little synopsis part. Um, so yeah, opens on that and Kirk is getting really frustrated because he knows his brother is down there and people are dying and he starts like getting all snippy with Uhura and she's like, I can't get it. There's like a bunch of scrambled signals going on. And he's like, you get her back on, back on the comms. And she's like, I can't dude. What's going on here? He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. Just, just keep trying. <laughs> and then they finally get like a landing party to go down to the planet and immediately they're greeted by like a gang holding like <laughs> pipes of some sort pipe gang. and they're like yelling at them and they're like whoa what's going on and they're like no you gotta get out of here and we're not really gonna attack you but you gotta go it's like why are you yelling at us then like you're about to attack us I never fully understood that Try, trying to scare him off I guess, but man, just just be be like, don't come any closer. We got these flying jelly things, and they're gonna <laughs> attach to your back, and you're gonna be fucked. Um, yeah. So yeah, they find uh, Sam Kirk just completely dead, mustached and everything. Uh, his wife is going crazy, and uh, the son is just completely passed out. Uh, still don't know exactly why yet. And so they get her back up on the ship. She kind of starts explaining things after she realizes it's not a dream. You really are here. Yeah, no sh- Tell us what's going on here. And then she explains about the things and people are going crazy. And they're like, hey, people got to go fly into the sun in order to do this. And it's so stupid. <laughs> I really don't even want to recap the rest of this episode. Except for, except, except for Spock going blind when they're trying to figure out yeah. a way to kill these things. They're, they're experimenting with the with different like light and everything, and, yeah. and and Spock, yeah, he goes blind, and uh, he's like stumbles out of the room, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've become quite blind. Yeah, because you you put that in the song, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. 
Oh yeah, because because uh, you also included his because I forgot that was a line that I am a Vulcan, there is no pain. Yeah, yeah I've forgotten that like Vulcans can basically like will themselves out of pain, and also uh, apparently get out of restraints on a medical in, in the medical bay and just Hulk his way out of there. They're quite strong. They are. Yeah, quite strong. Quite. It's the green blood. That's right. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's where Stan Stanley got the idea for the Hulk. Oh, green yeah. blood. Maybe if I just cover his entire body in green, maybe he'll be <laughs> super strong. <laughs> I think the Hulk probably came before Star Trek. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Mike, we're all you, we're you, all looking Mike, at Mike. Nineteen sixty. Yeah, the the Hulk was right before Star Trek, but in I don't. Okay. I don't think well, that they had it that fleshed out though yet. Oh, and Chris is wearing a Hulk shirt. Sixty-two. Okay. Yeah, so five yeah, years see, before. He's lifting and crushing since 1962. Sort of like all the Hulk's, vertebrae in your Hulk's back your back right now? Yeah, but but the Hulk, it's gamma radiation that gives him his strength. And this is gamma quadrants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, did it say gamma quadrant? Yes, I did. You did. Sure did. They don't, they don't discover the gamma quadrant until like over 100 years later. Yeah, I know, but it's still a Star Trek reference and it counts. <laughs> it counts. Okay, I'm sticking. How's this episode end? Uh, I really they they, they figure out that it's just like certain light. Yeah, that kills them. And you don't have to flash a bright light and blind everybody that's still down on the planet. Yeah, it's one of those episodes. And they, they, the the Enterprise flies around and drops those little things in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 How does Spock get his sight back? Well, it turns out that Vulcans have a special eyelid that they developed by. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you making this up right it's now? Convenient. It sounds like he's making it up. No, 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 no. On 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 Vulcan, uh, as they evolved over the years, uh, because Vulcan is so hot and the sun is so bright, they developed uh, a third eyelid that can protect their eyes. But uh, Spock didn't realize that that's what was happening, and so he had to wait for his eyes to heal for the eyelid to open again. Uh, it's a temporary blindness. Okay. Yep. All <laughs> right, and that was the episode. <laughs> yeah, I really honestly stopped paying attention. I watched it today, and like the last five minutes, I'm just completely blank on because I was just like, "Oh, is this over yet?" Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slogging episode. I wanted to watch it to prepare, but I couldn't get mine to play, so I fi- I just figured i'd remember what i could yeah yeah just from memory so the, it's a mediocre episode yes yeah, it's not the worst yes. but it's definitely not the best and it yeah. has some real uh <laughs> the special effects are real you know oh, homemade <laughs> the homemade creatures andy referred to this song as or the uh the episode andy referred to the episode as slogging yes um was that an inspiration for the the pace that you said this particular song, um, you know, you did a very slow ballad. Um, did that, did that have anything to do with it or Good just, coin- just coincidence? It was coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, d- I did not base the musical style on anything that had to do with the episode. It was just a, it, it was kind of a style that that we hadn't, really done up to that point and i just wanted to experiment with that it it, it had no inspiration from the episode i don't remember um i don't remember 
like practicing this together almost at, I mean, I can remember maybe once or twice. Well, I, like, I, the, I, this I don't, is one of those songs that we kind of, we, we probably went over it maybe three or four times at a practice. Mm-hmm. And you play piano on it. Yeah. So yeah. Cause I know this was one of those songs. Very unusual. Yeah, this was one of those songs where we we discussed doing it live and have you playing piano, but then I started making fun of you and calling you Billy Joel. And so we and never actually did it. Th- there's then there's no way I could play the piano and sing the song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could probably play the chords and, and I could probably sing it, mm-hmm. but I cannot not do both. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like, sort of like <laughs> me and my, and, and, and my triple song. Yeah. Exactly. I could not play drums and sing that triple song at the same I, time. Yeah, I figured yes, if we ever can. did this song live, I would just play guitar and just not have the the piano, or someone else could like fill in piano in, in mm-hmm. the background. Well, whoever play, I guess there isn't a rhythm guitar on the song, is there? Um, just key. It's just piano, bass, drums. Well, that's that's a good question. Do you remember? Guitar. Do you remember recording anything for this song, Noah? No, it doesn't record anything on our albums. I, I play. I think I play bass. On I, the think, song. No. I think. I yeah. think Chris is playing bass, bass on it. I know did Patrick's I, playing the lead guitar. I think was I just playing rhythm guitar? Did I just play the rhythm guitar? You might have, but I don't know that we have any in the mix. And I, yeah, I, I, I can. Think so when when, when yeah. I listen to it, I can hear your voice in the backing vocals. So I know that you sang a part yeah. on it, but I think that that's really all you did. Well, and you you recorded the piano parts on an actual piano, right? Did you, somebody yeah. knew had a parents' Chris's house, piano, yeah. Yeah, oh, so okay. I went I went to Chris's it's, parents. Yeah, it's the piano that's at my house now. And uh, and I oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, I went over there by myself. Uh, I mean, Chris was there, but I remember we were outside. I I don't remember what we, I think uh, Jennifer had a photo project or something. We were outside, and Mike came over, and you could hear him in there. Like banging around, and you had a something to record with. Yeah, I brought brought my computer. And yeah, everything. and so because I, I I was busy, and so I was outside the entire time you were in there recording. So I never I didn't ever see the process of what was happening, but I could hear it. <laughs> it, it was it was long. Uh, it's the only song that we have that actually has uh, a, a real real piano. piano. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I kept I I played around with it on on the keyboard, and and it just. I never got a sound on there that sounded authentic enough for me. Actually, that's uh, not entirely true because we do have one song on which we use the Rhodes. It's a, but that's yeah. a, like an electronic stage piano. This is a completely acoustic. Yeah, it's just piano. like a stand up piano, up, upright. upright piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stand yeah. up, <laughs> stand up, as opposed to a laying down piano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you yeah. had, you had to do uh, lots of layering, right? To yes, kind of get, get what you wanted. Yeah, so I had spent probably at least an hour over there just messing around on the piano and just playing it. You were just doing it. like little parts and you put them all together, didn't you? Yeah. In fact, some of it, I literally just played the notes separately and then assembled them into chords. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That seems like a lot more work than just playing the song through. Well, it, 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 part he's, of it was that the piano, the piano was slightly <laughs> out of tune. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to, re- I needed to record a couple of the parts separate so that I could try and fix the tuning and in, <laughs> yes. in, in pro tools, but uh, it, it all came together in the end. I it's, think, I think it sounds pretty good to this day has not been tuned. Yeah. Oh, I, I believe yeah. it. Yeah. It's not been tuned. You need to get one of those old blind guys. I know. I know. I'm, I'm afraid to try to tune it myself that I just wreck it. <laughs> I really like Patrick's um, 
solo on this. It's got a very queen vibe to mm, the yeah, to very the whole thing. Uh, yeah. That that was actually the goal. Um, I told him I wanted something queen like, and he disappeared for like a week. <laughs> Came back and yeah, and then I went over to his house and and he and I recorded that or he he recorded it and I was there. And he played through it a bunch of times and, and like, actually, I think, I think every, the whole thing was like, it's, it's two parts that kind of complement each other. Yeah. Isn't, aren't there harmonized guitar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like he, he, he wrote two parts that uh, fit together. They kind of just go back and forth and a couple of the notes are like harmonizing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he, he recorded all of it pretty much all in one take for each part. And then we played it back and, and uh, I told him. I don't like it. You need to come up with something else. <laughs> well, this would probably be the per perfect time to cut over to Patrick's <laughs> side of the story. Yeah, maybe we should hear what he has to say. Hi, Patrick. <laughs> hey, Mike. How's it going? <laughs> it's going all right. Uh, feels like forever since I talked to you. I know, right? And and it's not like years. Yeah, not not twenty seconds. Uh, Definitely not. So uh, we're we're here to discuss uh, Operation Annihilate, uh, the the song and, and the episode. So, um, what are your thoughts on on that? Uh, you know, that's an episode that I really like. It's it's in the uh, it's the end of the first season, right? Yeah, I, it's actually yeah the the last episode of the first. Well, was, that's what I thought. Right, I really like. I think we joked about before that it's like the aliens are like little flying omelets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but uh, I really like the episode a lot, and it definitely builds tension, especially around you know Mister Spock throughout that episode, which we hadn't really had that much of aside from maybe you know Naked Time. Right. But uh, so I, I like the episode a lot. It's it's very straightforward, but it's just kind of classic TOS. You know, there's a lot of action and it's all kind of and it's also kind of built around Spock's character, too, which I liked because mm -hmm. they, they always had to find inventive ways to, you know, to deal more on a personal level with Mr. Spock, you know, because they had to be have special circumstances sort of invented to sort of bring out his human side. So they could have some fun with him. Yeah really make uh, him suffer <laughs> uh, this, this this episode also features the only appearance of sam kirk uh until oh. now uh who has been in a few episodes of strange new worlds yeah i've really uh, enjoyed strange new world so far also yeah yeah it's been really good i was only a little bit disappointed that they didn't have the actor playing sam kirk be the same actor that played jim kirk with a mustache <laughs> but you know i don't know the jim kirk <laughs> he kind of looks like him but he didn't have nearly the charisma you know what i mean i i understand uh -huh. why they probably don't want him upstaging pike anson mount but right right but he looked the part for the most part he did but he did not have the charisma of of a captain kirk that that i know <laughs> yeah he he was okay uh he was I, okay. I, I think they could have they could have I, I know he was trying. He wasn't trying to be, to imitate William Shatner. Right, but, right. But if if he, uh, if he happened to put in like one Shatner pause, I think that would have gone a long way. Exactly. <laughs> Just to make it tie together better. Yeah, agreed. 
um but, as far as the, the song uh-huh. um this is one that i think is really underrated um and it's one that i don't really think about that often when i'm going through our albums and i don't i think it's because we have so rarely ever played it um we pretty much built it in you know recording wise yeah. i think because you wrote it on the piano uh-huh we don't really have songs built around keyboard hardly at all so i think yeah. i assume that's the reason we never played it really i think we pl- might have played it once in an acoustic show maybe I, twice i don't think so um I, I don't recall ever playing it live um mm-hmm. but you know I'd, I'd love to sometime i think it'd be a fun song to to bring out uh and surprise people with um, yeah actually but listening back to i was listening back to it um earlier today and i I think it might be my favorite thing that you wrote on on year two, honestly. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really like it a lot. And it, and going back to it, sort of without having heard it for a long time, it was really fresh, you know. Uh huh. Um, and it's it's you know it's a pretty straightforward song, um, but I think that um, we had one of the best band arrangements ever on that song too. I think maybe because you were playing keys and so it get, freed up other people to do other stuff. But I really enjoyed just the arrangement of everything. Everybody seemed to have like a little thing in that song that was fun to do. Yeah. Um, I love the blocks of harmonies that Chris and Noah did. Uh-huh. And I, I really, that one was um, really enjoyable for me guitar wise. And I'm sure you, if you listened to it recently, you would you remember like I would do these little sort of tails on the ends of some of the lines mm-hmm. um, vocally but then I would also do them sometimes on the guitar. So I was kind of doing the same thing, but with the vocal and the guitar, just at different points of the song. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of just a sneaky way to, to make it as infectious as you can. <laughs> but, um, but I really well, loved, it, uh, it, it, loved it doing the guitar. Things. Yeah. I thought it, sometimes it's too much and we end up taking vocal parts out because mm-hmm. there's just too much going on or, or whatever. But I think in this case it worked really well because the song itself was, rather sparse but everybody sort of had a space to do something on it i really like that about it uh i guess because you were playing you know the piano was kind of the driving instrument of the song so i felt i was freed up to do more guitar wise maybe Uh because the keyboard was kind of doing the rhythm um and so i really enjoyed I, i for some reason i likened it to like some of the old queen stuff i guess because it was so piano based yeah i can see that but it and that that gave me the the inspiration to do try to do something sort of Brian May style, you know, with that little guitar break. So um, and I like the way the song builds. You know, it starts out real sparse and it just builds and builds as it goes till the end. It's like this giant crescendo. Yeah. And um, I really enjoyed that. So yeah, the guitar thing I was going for in that break was very Brian May ish, like switching from left to right. You know, mm-hmm. with different lines on the guitar. It's total total straight up bicycle race you know what i mean <laughs> what yeah. i was trying to do i don't know if it worked but it was listening back to it i had actually completely forgotten that part before oh, going really? back and listening to it yeah i i didn't even remember it was on there until i heard it again i was like that was really good <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> that, i came up with that because that was pretty decent <laughs> that's that's funny when whenever i think about the song that's usually the first thing that i remember really yeah it was a fun one to do. And I honestly, I, like I said, I had very little memory of it until I went back and listened and then it kind of came back to me. But uh, it was a lot of fun to work on. 
Yeah. And uh, I like how it turned out. And uh, like I said, it's really solid band arrangement. I really like the blocks of vocal harmonies. Those really add a lot. Yeah, we definitely built it in uh, recording. It was a song that we didn't practice very many times. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Band. We must have practiced it at some point, but I don't remember ever practicing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I, I think we only maybe practiced it like maybe four or five times at the most on maybe one or two days. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I was thinking the reason we probably hadn't played it is maybe because it was harder for you to like play the keys and sing at the same time. Yeah, if, if we ever played it live, I would probably have to play rhythm guitar and let like Chris yeah. maybe have play, Chris the play the keys. Or something. Yeah. yeah, that'd probably be the way to go. Yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's a really great song. And I was um, thrilled checking it out again, almost for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> because there's certain songs that I've heard many, many, many times, especially when it's something we play a lot, because I'll review the song and play along with it to mm -hmm. get ready. For a show but since we never played this one i've not gone back to it nearly as much and I, and that it's kind of unfortunate because it's such a good song <laughs> well thank you <laughs> yeah yeah i really like it a lot well thanks for joining us and uh <laughs> pleasure uh, to be here <laughs> sure sure uh <laughs> i think up next is uh who mourns for adonius so that'll be an interesting one when we get to that It'll be interesting to see how we all pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Adonais. Uh, so Adonis, the, if you're Captain Kirk. The, the other day, uh, I was listening to another podcast, um, and they talked about that episode and that title, and, and the guy in the episode pronounced it another way that I had never heard oh, yeah. before. Yeah, I can't even remember how he pronounced it now, but. It, it, it didn't make it didn't make any sense, but he said that that was the proper way to say it because he researched it. So uh, mm. I don't I don't know. That'll be interesting. So we're all uh, wrong. That is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll talk about that more when that episode comes up. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, thanks, Patrick. Thank you. Appreciate it. Live long and prosper. So the the lyrics. Uh, of the song I kind of wrote I wrote the song from Spock's point of view because I thought that in that episode I mean I know Kirk is going through a, a loss with his brother and there's like other guest characters and everything but I thought Spock's story in this episode was the most interesting especially with him losing his eyesight and everything that he went through to uh, quite blind. Yeah, basically sacrificing himself to save everybody yeah just like in uh is there? Uh, I, why can't I ever get the episode right? Is there in truth, no, truth beauty? no beauty? Yeah, there where he go. looks at the Medusan. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah. he Spock's always sacrificing himself because he's got green blood. Yeah. He didn't have that cool red visor thing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually even make I, I put a line in the song where he says, uh, "I'll make the sacrifice to save yeah. all humankind." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sacrifice to save all humankind. Humankind. <laughs> Patrick on the vogue, on the backup, sir. That was pretty good, you guys. Actually, Thanks. I think I I sing the harmony on your line, and Patrick yeah. does the yeah call, the answer. Backing, yeah. And and then there's I know there's one part where Noah's also singing a, a harmony. I can't. Yeah, remember. I don't. I don't remember what that is. And I play drums. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your contribution and uh 
I chose to end the song at like the most like downer moment of the episode mm-hmm. where where Spock's like blind and yeah. and uh and instead of like going on to mention what happens I, I got just, it back. I just left it there like <laughs> by the way I've become quite blind end. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. very Rittenhouse thing to do. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a very, very Wolf in the Foldian of you. And, it, and yeah. I, I also, and and musically, I also ended that on like the minor chord, mm-hmm. and and didn't go back to the resolve. I just left it. The saddest of all keys. Which 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 minor was it? Uh, that that would be the F minor. Be, uh, ooh, that's that's a rare. That's a rarity. Yep. Well, it's easy it's in in the key of C on a piano. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So I like how you ended it that way. That like yeah, Chris yeah. said, that's that's a classic Rittenhouse move, but but I always like it. I mean, it's just classic just just like Empire Strikes Back. It ends on such a down note, and that's what life is—just a series <laughs> of downs. <laughs> yep, this song just like the Empire Strikes Back. Just Ex- <laughs> almost exactly. I had to, my, my I had to make a Clerks reference to yeah, my. I got you. Try not to have any down notes on your way to the car. I'm 37. <laughs> Here we go. So uh, this is up to this point. This was uh, the most vocally challenging song I had written. Hmm. Yeah, I can I can hear that. This yeah. is pre Catspaw. Yeah, this is before <laughs> yeah. Catspaw, uh, which is interesting because at the time it was it was kind of hard for me to sing, but I, I think I could do it now pretty easily. So I think you know I've I've probably gotten better vocally over the years, but I still can't do Catspaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, if, if 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 anybody has seen us live, you'll notice that uh, people will take over on the chorus. <laughs> usually Patrick, right? Yeah, usually Patrick sings yeah. my part for I, me. I think Noah and I sing too, don't we? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I usually do on Caspaw. <clears throat> uh, and there's uh towards the end of the song, there's that double chorus, like right at the end, and uh, in the middle of that is this long note that I draw out, um, which I thought was pretty interesting, like. Most of it's like the same note, even though the chords are changing and that like kind of fits with all the chords and then it kind of changes at the end. But I actually, you know, that was a pretty challenging thing for me. It wasn't no Friday. It was no Friday's child, <laughs> but uh, for, you know, it was it was my version of Friday's child. Like it was, it was probably as, as hard for me to do that note as it was for you to do Friday's child. That was that's a, the the long note, note at the end. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know. I, I don't think I can do that anymore. Mm-mm. Not with that attitude. Not with that attitude. Uh, I'm, f- I'm full of negativity this evening. Probably my... Uh, this episode. My my biggest memory of recording this song, though, is probably when we were recording the drums. Do you remember, Andy? I remember seeing a photo of it not all that long ago. It came up in the uh, on the 5-Year Mission yeah, Facebook page, Memories. That. Recording drums for Operation Knowledge. Well, you and I, we played through it probably 10 times, yeah. uh, maybe more than that. And every time we went through it, uh, so w- when we record the drums, you know, we have our headphones on mm. and, and we have the, all the drums mic'd and I, I'm singing into a microphone, but only Andy and I can hear it. It's like a whisper too. So you're not like yeah. doing like full, like, right. I'm, I'm, a I'm not belting it out. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying the words like this in the microphone so Andy can hear them. Yeah, because you don't want vocal bleed. Right. Which also on the, one of the drum things mics. you love to do to me. 
and starts singing the wrong words at me. <laughs> I, and I'm like, ah, don't, no, ah. I'll, I'm always slipping in cuss words and, yeah. and other lines. But on this particular song, uh, I, was, I was trying to go for a certain feel uh, w- with the, the music. And with each take... I would each time as we got to the ends of like lines where you would put drum fills in, mm-hmm. I kept going crazier, crazier, bigger fills, crazier. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you even stopped in the middle of one of them. And you're like, will you stop doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten about that until now. Cause I, I just, I was trying to, to push you to do just like these gigantic, big, uh, ridiculous fills. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not like I had like, eight bars to do it with too. It was just like four, like four bar fills. It's like, I can't get that crazy this short amount of time. Uh, a few of them made it into the, yeah, into the recording. Yeah. Where did we record this one? Hmm? This Where, was at Noah's, wasn't was it? Yeah, Noah? this was at Noah's. This, have, this yeah. is year, t- year two. I have no memory of recording this song. I know I played the bass, but I have no memory of recording it at all. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't remember drums. anything about the bass. It's, it's in there. It is in there. But I, and I mean, I must have recorded it. But I just don't remember doing it. So, Mike, it sounds like you were taking like an ex- a more extreme approach to drum recording than Chris does. Chris likes to have Andy change the drums completely right before we go to <laughs> oh record it. God. And you were actually wanting him to change it completely while he was yeah, recording. Mid, that's, mid-recording. That's, mid-recording, yeah. That's something, man. That's, yeah, yeah that mid-recording. Takes, that takes guts. See, I'm not so bad. Yeah, you are. I'm just, I was just trying to push him to his potential. Uh, Andy doesn't deal well with change. <laughs> Not right before I've been rehearsing the same song for months and months, and I have a set thing in my head, and they're like, why don't we do this? We're going to drop a verse <laughs> and add four, four, a four count to the end of the chorus. I thought you were a and, professional. And uh, instead of... Uh, Instead of doing a, uh, instead of this being in four four, we're going to change it to three four. And instead of a, <laughs> it's going to be more of a straight, waltz. It's going to be like a samba this time. A samba. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this was a. This definitely was a fun one because I got to be all subdued and then open up. I always love being able to do do that stuff, like being all laid back and doing the little rim shots, and then all of a sudden I just get to open up, do a giant giant fill, and then just. Go batshit crazy. Always a fun one. Yep. Which I, w- I would actually love to pull this one out live at some point. So would I. This, this is one of the few songs that we've never done live. Yeah. Unless yeah. you count our, yeah. our joke version. What's the joke oh. version? One, two, three, four. Oh. Operation Annihilate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you didn't finish it with me. You did it for me. Uh, it's not the same. Operation Annihilate. Thank you, Noah. Uh-oh. Uh, the Zoom lag is really bad. So, yeah, th- th- this is one of the few songs that we have never played live. Uh, for a long time, it was the only one, but now I think we have maybe a couple more off the last oh, yeah. one or two albums. But, yeah, I-, I would love to pull it out and try it sometime. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure out a show and do it. Maybe, another show, but... maybe without piano, or Chris might be playing the piano. I'm sure we can come up with a version that... Doesn't need piano. Yeah, I mean, I can play it on guitar easily. So, yeah. Why? Why do I, I play bass? Why am I all of a sudden playing it on the? Because you're better at piano than than Noah is. Oh, okay. 
That's fair. You're the best <laughs> piano player in this band. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because of frequency. It's true. You get the, You definitely get to get the most practice at this. I, but I hey, do. you're on bass for this one, buddy. That's so right. Count your lucky stars on that one. I do. It's a rarity. <laughs> Not anymore. I play bass a lot more than I used to. Well, because because you started calling instruments besides piano like bass. before everyone else. Look at bass. Look at bass. Look at bass. Another little weird, interesting thing about this song is we've a few times over the years we've had people ask us how to play our songs, oh, yeah. and uh, and usually it's. You know, one of the ones that you would expect people to ask. How do you play the cage? Yeah. yeah. But but uh, I actually had someone ask me like years ago, probably around the time year three came out. Mm. Uh, someone messaged me and asked for the chords to this song. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why. And Interesting. Yeah. I, I sent them. I never heard anything back. <laughs> this, this would be <laughs> one of the more interesting ones for someone to do like acoustic. Yeah. Because it, it, it fits. It would fit well with the acoustic style. Yeah. yeah, so it, I could it, see it, why they would probably it translates want to really parts. well to acoustic. Yeah. yeah, Noah, what did you, what did you play on this? I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> know if I don't know if I played anything. I, re, I I remember like learning the chords on guitar, like maybe I was gonna play rhythm guitar, mm-hmm. but I don't. I think on the recording there isn't any rhythm guitar. Yeah, if if there is, it's. It's kind of in the background. Uh, yeah. I listen. I mean, I listen to it today. So maybe I did play rhythm guitar. It's just mixed real low. Yeah, it might. It might just be kind of just you know mixed into the background. I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't think it. Ne- it didn't really need it. Yeah. You know. No, so I'm I not. I don't think I'm it's not offended. I just don't remember <laughs> anything. I just don't remember. Um, I, I I do remember learning it on rhythm guitar, but I didn't know if that was like when we first just started to like play around with it or if I actually recorded uh, a, a rhythm guitar part for it. No idea. Yeah. Hey, but uh, it's you, been, it's been too long. You have, you have all those sessions now you can go back and isolate and see and yeah, find I'll have to go see if, if we recorded if it, it. Yeah. It might be in there. I do have yeah. a vague recollection. There was a song where I played bass and we basically Wrote the bass on the fly in the rec- in in recording. The, so th- th- that could, could be this. Song. Could be this song because I I kind of remember doing that at one point where it, we didn't really have a bass part, and so and it would make sense because we didn't really practice this ever. Well, each of our albums usually has uh, at least two or three songs that we didn't really work on until we were recording, yeah, and true. we kind of just assembled them. When we were recording and that came up with parts, and, with this. This and on, is definitely on, one of those on year one, that was Conscious of the King. I know that was yeah. one of them yeah. off year the one. The last song that we we put together for year one, I think. Year three yeah. was a uh, was a uh, year song, Mike. Um, Chicago, um, you know. Oh, well, we yeah. we we worked. On, I mean, we learned the music to that and really worked that out. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have the words. Uh, yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I knew there was um, something very last minute about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll tell that story uh, when we get to it. We'll, we'll cross that song when we get not, to it. Not that we haven't told it several times already. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, Stage. Uh, another one more, one last thing about the, uh, about the song itself. 
that I just remembered is that uh, this is one of the few songs that I've written. Uh, actually, uh, you mentioned the piece in the action. That's another one. Uh, but uh, this is one of the songs that uh, never the words never repeat. The the choruses are all different. All the pre-choruses are different. Okay, yeah. right, right. Like there's there's no parts that I repeat. Uh, and a piece of the action is actually another one that's like that. Um, but most like most of my songs, uh, you know, there's a chorus that repeats. And I think this might be the first one I did that with. Where when I wrote it, I didn't write anything that like like every. It's really long. There's a lot of words. For someone like me who can never remember lyrics, that's like a nightmare scenario. <laughs> like live, like recording is one thing, but live, like uh, that's that's a nightmare for me. Yeah, I like to have the anchor of the repeated chorus. As well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, we we know. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> since since I wasn't able to watch the episode today, I did look up a few. Like I looked through IMDb and and everything, and I was just looking for some interesting tidbits. I only found one that I want to share, which is uh, uh, Craig Huxley. It's the the actor that played Kirk's nephew. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, little, the, the little ginger kid. Yeah. Uh, first of all, he reappears in uh, And the Children Shall Lead. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as, oh. to- as Tommy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he also composed music for Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. What? Yeah. He wrote some of the score for that movie. Weird. And he also invented what's called the blaster beam, which is a musical instrument used to make that sound that V'ger makes in the motion picture. What? Huh. So the kid from this episode <laughs> grew up to do that stuff that was in the Star Trek movies. Weird. That's cool. That That is a strange coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. He has a weird couple weird little factoids. Uh, this is the only original series episode, and it's the first, obviously, in Star Trek to use a an exclamation point in the title. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Br- Bride of Chaotica which, uh, which, is so, the other one. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, this is only the, uh, one of three episodes in which the word damn is used. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. interesting. well, it was very taboo at the time. Yeah. And the, the other ones and, were, were and actually, uh, cause I saw that one today when I was looking and this is the only episode where it's actually used in the way. Damnable. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- like, like what actually in the way that is frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because the other episodes were Journey to Babel and Court Martial. Yeah. Yeah, very strange yeah, we, with we, that we, one. We, we, we got a hell and a damn back-to-back. Well, yeah. especially especially considering that whenever anybody quotes McCoy there, they always want to say, damn, damn it, Jim. it, Jim. And it's like, he really only said that three times. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, this episode, one of the shots created for this episode of the Enterprise flying around a planet, uh, it was created for this episode, but it was reused in like 20 some other episodes from mm-hmm. season two and three. <laughs> yep. So, uh, oh. this, this was the episode it was created for. And then you see it over and over and over. <laughs> Same. Is it, is it going around a planet? 
when they did the the remaster where they did oh the yeah I'm sure they changed they, they, they changed the the you know the angles or whatever but yeah. but like uh, for the effects and the other the other episodes they would like change the filter so that the planet was different colors. looked like different colors <laughs> but it yeah yeah that that was my question was did, did the planet change yeah all? yeah they would make it purple color. purple instead of green yeah that's good that's good. Yeah. Another fun one is that if if you if you watch the uh, the Roddenberry Vault, uh, there's like a little blooper from this episode where one of the creatures is flying through the air, and in the episode it hits him and the hits Kirk in the back. But if you see the blooper reel, it comes and just smacks him right on the ass, <laughs> <laughs> and he like turns around and does like the ooh kind of face. Uh oh, they're here for you, Noah. Noah's they're not they're, here. They're there for me. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna arrest they, the laptop. They gotta, they gotta drive ahead of them. <laughs> yeah, they they got a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, I just I I just I just like like p- p- pulled the blinds of the front door and just pointed south. Oh yeah, yeah, that way. He's that yeah. way. You can you can catch him. You'll be there. You'll be there in a couple hours. It's fine. <laughs> Like five-year mission and do you like getting exclusive content you should head over to patreon right now and visit five-year mission because we've got all the exclusive content that you're not getting on any other social media there's videos pictures sometimes we post news there before we post it anywhere else behind the scenes of us working on albums and podcasts and sometimes just pictures of us goofing off that we don't put anywhere else only on patreon and there are many options to choose from you can be a lieutenant commander you can be a captain You could even be an admiral. Each of those comes with their own special perks. One of the perks of being an admiral is that you get to be a producer on this podcast. Currently, our producers are Carol Jones, Jen Tift, Helen Lake, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Roxy and Becky, Debbie Rinke, Madison Rachel Jones, and Jim Morehouse. So what are you waiting for? Go to Patreon slash 5-Year Mission right now. That's the number 5-Year Mission. And sign up. It's that easy. You know the product, you know what I'm going to talk about. It's fan sets, of course. You know what? They got all kinds of cool stuff from Star Trek to DC Comics to Ultraman to Irwin Allen. But of course, you know, we're going to talk about Star Trek. You know, they got that Tom Paris plate pin. You know, Tom Paris from Voy. You know, from his appearance on Star Trek Lower Decks. You know, that's pretty awesome, which I still I still need to personally order. Uh, you can also get the Strange New Worlds uh, Ship Memorial set. Ooh, that thing is fancy as hell. Go on over and get that. Put it in your cart. Add some fan danglers to it. Add some, add some, uh, some display sets. You know, head on over there. Fill up your cart. Add in the word Trek Geeks upon checkout. In all caps, no spaces, Trek Geeks get 10% off of your entire order. And remember, if you spend $30 or more, you get free shipping. Fan sets. Our Pinsap character, and we thank Fansets for sponsoring each and every episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast. Today was
was a day like any other it started the same way as every other till a guy suicide oh why heard a voice of a forlorn mother and the death of a good friend's brother
that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Five Year Mission, the podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed half as much as we have enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed the song more than more than we did the episode. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Which a lot of times that's the case because again, like we always say, you can have a stinker of an episode, but the goal is to always make a five-year mission song that's going to improve the episode, or at least enhance, maybe, or at least compliment. Compliment. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Ooh. I like that. the The goal is to do nothing less than compliment. Yes. Yeah. Unless we're writing something like Wolf in the Fold, and then we I just, knew you were going to say just <laughs> I always, chuck yeah. it in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> There are people who love Wolf in the Fold. I love Wolf in the Fold. The song. I'm sure there are. I like the episode, too. (laughs) It's kind of funny. There's a lot of fog. (laughs) There's a lot of fog. Yeah. I don't remember anything after Scotty kills a hooker now. (laughs) That's that's the end of the song. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) See? That compliments Uh, the episode. Oh. Listening to Five Year Mission, the podcast. If anyone is interested in listening to more of our music, check us out on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission, and we will be the first thing that pops up. If you would like to contact us, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. You can also find us at fiveyearmission.net, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Five-Year Mission, the podcast, is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. This has been a classic Rittenhouse production. All right, have to... I'm 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 out of here, guys. You gave us until nine fifty four. Yeah. Wow. That's how much I love you. Shut up.